The Democrats have come up with a new strategy before the elections. Uh, not sure it's going to have the intended resu- intended results. The border crisis continues to go on, out of control, and everything is racist. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Well, I just uploaded uh, yesterday's podcast. The reason you yesterday's podcast didn't come out is because I guess my distributor that I use, Podbean, uh, they were down. I don't know what happened. They were doing system maintenance or something, probably some sort of, what do they call it? Security issue. So they needed to update, they needed to update their, uh, their system. So I wasn't able to upload it like yesterday morning. Um, and then we got later, I just forgot to upload it. So it is, so yesterday's episode is uploaded. You, that's why you'll see this episode and then that episode all at the same time. So let's get to the news. You know, the Democrats, listen, they're probably not going to get as killed in November as I would hope. There's probably a 30% chance the Republicans will take the Senate. And there's actually a very little, a very good chance we are going to take the House. But, I mean, if we can take any one, I wish it was the Senate, just because of the Supreme Court thing. But the uh, not only does it look like we're not going to get the Senate, it looks like we might actually lose a seat in the Senate. So that's bad. But the Democrats are having a really hard time trying to figure out what to run on because this administration has been an absolute disaster. And no one can argue with that. It just has been. So they've decided to come up with a new strategy, which honestly isn't much different than the old strategy, and that is to demonize everybody. So anybody who is not, everyone who is not a leftist Democrat is an evil, bad, bad, bad person. Okay, that which, according to the last election, is like 75 million people. So last week, uh, that's essentially what they did. Uh, here's Kathy Hochul. Uh, she, she just decided to tell people, you know what, if you're a Republican, you go to Florida, get out of New York. Fighting to bring government back to the people and out of the hands of dictators. And we're here to say that the era of Trump and Zeldin and Molinaro, just jump on a bus and head down to Florida where you belong, okay? Get out of town. Get out of town. Because you, re- you don't represent our values. You are not New Yorkers. You're not New Yorkers. This is something that I think is rich. Uh, her saying, her saying, we're, we're not having... Uh, what's it called? Uh, we don't need any tyrants or any dictators. She is the biggest dictator in the world. I mean, this is a woman who wants to take all your guns away. This is a woman who doesn't care about whether or not you are victimized. This is a woman who is in the highest tax state besides California and has the most regulations of any state in the union. And she is talking about Trump being a dictator. And, and, you know, I I don't understand. uh, And the other thing is, this broad is just a bad human being. She's an elitist. She's arrogant. She's mean. She's stupid. And she was never elected. Now, she is going uh, against a guy named Zeldin in the election. There's a very good chance she's going to lose. 
And that would be amazing if we ended up with a Democratic, if we ended up with a Republican uh, governor in New York. But if she does win, you know, they're going to get what they want. They're going to get, they're going to get democracy up the butt for the next four years if she wins. Because she's just a terrible person. She's not very bright. I, she never was, you know, I, I just, I can't stand when people actually do this. Get out of the state of New York. Here, the other, the other thing I do want to point out, um, her state people are leaving New York. They just lost a house member this, after this last census. That's why you had, uh, Jerry Nadler going up against another incumbent because they had to re, uh, redistrict the lines, redistrict the area. For her to sit back and say, just get out, I, I don't think New York can afford to lose any more people. But she's that dumb. I mean, she's trying, Andrew Cuomo, before he got kicked out for grabbing female police's butts, uh, I mean, forget the fact that he killed 15,000 people and didn't bother reporting it. He, one of the things he was trying to do is get people into the state because they were losing so many people. And Florida was getting more. I mean, Florida now, I, I believe they gained a seat or two. So, brilliant stuff here. Um, but then it wasn't just her. Oh, trust me, it wasn't just her. It seems that this is the new talking point for the Democrats. For the, I mean, they can't go on the economy. They can't go on the... They can't go on foreign uh, policy. They can't go on domestic policy. There's really nothing they can write on. So what else? We're just going to call everybody names. Joe Biden did the same thing. Let's listen to what Joe Biden said. I respect conservative Republicans. I don't respect these MAGA Republicans. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our very democracy. They refuse to accept the will of the people. MAGA Republicans don't have a clue about the power of women. Trump and the extreme MAGA Republicans have made their choice to go backwards, full of anger, violence, hate, and division. But we've chosen a different path. Forward. That was at a pep rally over uh, over the weekend. So that, that actually came out this weekend. But he just insulted 75 million people. And a lot of people, a lot of independents especially, don't like the guy anymore. But this was a man who was who ran, ran in 2020 on unifying the country. I also love the fact that these guys always scream about all the right-wing violence, all the ultra-mega violence. Could you give me some? Could you give me some examples, please? Because the only violence that I've seen in the last two years has been from uh, on January 6th. And we hear about January 6th every day. You would think if there was so much violence out there, considering we hear nothing, uh, nothing but January 6th on MSNBC and CNN, we would hear about every one of the far-right, ultra-maga examples of violence. You'd think we'd hear about that. But we don't. Here's another statement that he made. Uh, he, he was quoted, quote, this is Biden. What we're seeing now is the beginning of or death knell of an extreme MAGA philosophy. It's not just Trump. It's the entire philosophy that underpins the, I'm going to say something, it's something like half fascism. 
The guy, even when he's being quoted, sounds mentally deficient. Uh, by the way, again, 75 people. He just insulted 75 million people. This, on Fox News and a lot of places, they're considering this his basket of deplorables moment. This was a bad thing. People think it's going to hurt him, especially with independents, even moderate Democrats. This guy is not unifying. And people see this and they don't like it. Now, I understand that a lot of polls say that in November, oh yeah, Republicans not going to have a red wave. It's going to be more of a red trickle. That's based on polling. Well, there's a couple things with the polling. First off, there's other polling that basically said people don't tell the truth on polls. A lot of people hide what they think because they don't want any information out about them. So that's one. Two, we still have two months left before the election. And a lot can happen in two months, including the next quarter's uh, inflation numbers. And they're not going to be good. And And looking at the economy right now, it looks like layoffs are coming. So there's also going to be questions about unemployment. It looks like we may have very stagnant employment numbers coming up. So I don't think anything he says here is actually a smart thing. This is not a smart uh, process to go through. This is not a smart political thing to do. Uh, The other thing that really annoys me is this. First off, I don't know what a semi-fascist is. You either are or you aren't. Um, But I would have some questions for Joe Biden because Joe Biden is an idiot. He's dumb. First off, what is a fascist? Could you tell me what you mean by fascist? I mean, he's the president of the United States. The Democrats hold Congress. So exactly what are Republicans doing? They're really doing fascism wrong. But I'd like to know from him, what is a fascist? Give us an example of how they're fascists. I mean, is uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida, which has one of the freest states in the country, is, is he a fascist? He's a he's would be considered, quote, ultra-mega, end quote. He even said he was. The other question is, what's the difference between a socialist, which is what he is, and a fascist? I bet you a dollar he doesn't know. See, this is one of the... I'll get to that in a second. And then finally, what is a semi-fascist? Because that doesn't even make sense. That doesn't... See, this... It sounds to me like he wanted to call him fascist, but he didn't want to go too crazy about it but people are still asking him they someone from cbs news asked him right after he made those statements mr president what is a semi-fascist and here's his answer what do you mean by semi-fascism you You know what i mean yeah he doesn't know he doesn't know what he meant it was like he didn't fully commit to calling everyone a fascist so they're semi-fascists Here's the thing. Fascism and socialism are actually the same thing. There's no difference. There's not much of a difference between fascism and socialism. They're both dictators. They both end up being dictatorships. They, The country is basically ruled by one party or one person. Um, Joe Biden is definitely a fascist. There's no, there's no question. He's a fascist. And I'll, I'll give you a description. What a fascist is, it is a government that controls the means of production via regulation and monitoring. 
Socialism is when the government directly controls all the means of production. Okay, so the government owns business. In a fascist state, the businesses still can still be privately owned, but they're regulated and monitored to death. Okay, Germany was an example of a socialist state that went fascist. And the reason it went fascist, it basically fascism is considered lazy socialism because the government doesn't want the responsibility of production. They want that's what Italy did. Mussolini was always considered kind in the 1930s and 40s. Mussolini was always considered kind of a lazy dictator. He didn't want to control the means of production. He allowed businesses to be run privately, but he monitored them and he put heavy regulations. Germany, on the other hand, they did control the means of production until they saw that uh, Italy's economy was far stronger than Germans than the German economy. So Germany allowed uh, allowed private ownership of businesses, but they were heavily regulated. They were heavily monitored. Uh, if you've ever seen Schindler's, Schindler's List, that's an example of fascism, where Schindler ran his business. I can't remember what business he ran. And then he hired Jews into his business and to protect the Jews from the concentration camps. I believe he even pulled some Jews out of the concentration camps via um, via request to the government because they were such good workers. And and that's an example of fascism. That's how Schindler was able to do all of that stuff. Socialism, the government would just control Schindler's business directly. They would they would own the business. So that's the difference. Um, now, hearing that description, who do you think is closer to a fascist? Donald Trump, who lowered regulations, lowered taxes, or um, or Joe Biden, who has raised taxes, is hiring 87,000 IRS agents, enforcement agents, armed enforcement agents, uses nothing but heavy regulation who who sounds more like the fascist yeah okay let's take a look now this is something uh, fox news talks about all the time but no one else seems to talk that much about it and we should because it's absolutely evil and people are dying and it's not just illegal aliens that are dying it's americans that are dying border patrol is being threatened um we're but meanwhile we're so worried about stupid crap like like gay rights and and all this stuff even the raid at mar-a-lago it, it's really kind of being oh made into a big thing whereas it really kind of isn't so the border. Um, this is a terrible story that ha occurred last week, and it just shows it just shows how the Biden administration just doesn't give a damn. According to the New York Post, Monday's tra Monday's tragic deaths of two migrant children again exposed the dangers and callousness of President Joe Biden's open border policy. The kids drowned. 
Two kids drowned in the Rio Grande trying to cross the river with groups of illegal migrants enticed here by Biden's implicit promise of permanent U.S. residents once over the border. That promise underlies every Biden policy on immigration, and it has now engendered a full-blown humanitarian crisis. The, ste the steadily climbing number of migrant deaths at the southern border proves that starkly. 302,019, 247 in 2020, then a record 566 in 2021, followed by 609 this year, just through July. Now, let me give you a little hint. It's over 750 now. I mean, it is now August. And it, it is at 750. A hundred people have died since they came up with this statistic. It's just absolutely amazing to me. And this week, this week, the Border Patrol head was, I guess, I think it was in Florida. But he was being testifying in a trial where the Florida, the Florida, the Florida government is suing the federal government over their handling of the border because Joe Biden is sending a bunch of people, illegal aliens, to Florida. He basically said that everyone is coming over that border because there's absolutely no consequences if they go over the border. They are picked up. They usually don't even try and run away. They go straight to the Border Patrol. They're picked up, they're put on a bus, and then two weeks later, they're just shipped off into the middle of the country. And they will probably never have to leave. That's what's happening. But that's not it. In another article by the New York Post, overwhelmed city officials are struggling to provide a promise to intake... Uh, promised intake center and hotel rooms to migrants being shipped by the busload from Texas to, to New York, the Post has learned. The Department of Homeless Department of Homeless Services acknowledged to the Post that it has abandoned its initial plan to operate an intake and processing center dedicated to the recent arrivals along, alongside a 600-room shelter at the Roe New York City Hotel on 8th Avenue in Midtown. Officials only would say Sunday that they have finally selected the finalist to operate the yet-to-be-opened Manhattan facility, but would not reveal the contractor's name or location. Contracting documents obtained by the Post show that the officials had hoped to have a midtown shelter and intake up and running as soon as August 15th, 13 days ago. DHS also admitted that it has yet to select and rent any of the 5,000 hotel rooms the agency said it is seeking to house migrants across the city. Instead, officials continue uh, officials are continuing to commingle migrants with New Yorkers in the city's existing shelter, which now includes 15 quote emergency end quote hotel facilities to also help handle a summer population surge, according to the DSS on Friday. Question for you. Well, let me let me make this statement too because this article actually didn't mention this part, but a lot of the illegal aliens that are being shipped to New York, they have all this hopes that they're going to have housing, they're going to their jobs, they're going to do really well when they get to New York, and guess what's happening? A lot of them end up on the streets 
they, they end up not getting housing. They end up not finding jobs. And now the homeless problem is getting worse in New York. And so what's New York doing? Instead of going in and dealing with this problem, which is what Democrats refuse to do, Democrats refuse to close the border, this sanctuary state is going to spend taxpayer money to b build huge shelters right in the middle of their city to house these people. And if they can't, they're actually opening up hotel space to put people in the hotel space. By the way, California is doing that too. California is looking to make hotels report their uh, vacancies by 2 p.m. every day so they can stick homeless people in those, in those uh, uh, hotel rooms. I mean, good, go for it. That's exactly a way not only to kill your economy, not only to kill the quality of life for all the people in your cities, but you're going to kill tourism too. Can you imagine? I go to New York City. I pay, you know, New York City is very expensive. It's about three to $400 a day for a hotel room. You pay three, $400, $500 for a hotel room and you've got a homeless person or an illegal alien next to you. And then what kind of, what kind of quality of people are these? Are these people going to make sure they respect the hotel, keep it clean or what? or whatever, or are they going to destroy it? Well, we see in California, the homeless are actually destroying the hotel rooms. But here's the big question. Is any of this humane? But there's more. I mean, there's more. Human trafficking is happening like crazy. There is an article out there that talks about, and you, you'd have to look this one up because I, I just read it the other day, but there's an article out there that's saying that the human traffickers are trafficking body parts of kids that want to get over the border because there's a huge black market for body parts, liver, kidneys, lungs, things like that. So they are actually killing the kids, taking their body parts out and gets better, sticking drugs within the bodies and then sending the kids to the United States for burial and the drugs act, come over the border that way. That is happening. That's what, what's happening with an open border. And fentanyl? There, is an art, there was another article last week that basically said there is enough fentanyl in this country right now to kill every American seven times. That's how much fentanyl is in there. And then they're making the fentanyl all coming over the border. The China is dropping the fentanyl off in the Mexican harbors, and then the cartels are bringing it on up. But no one cares. Joe Biden doesn't care. And now the fentanyl is, is becoming colorful. They're actually making the fentanyl colored. It looks like candy. They are warning people on the news, do not accept candy from anybody unless you know what candy it is, and you know the person giving it to you. This is insane. This by itself is enough not only to close the border, but declare a state of emergency and start attacking Mexico. I've said this before. I still think the next president is going to have to have some sort of military operations with Mexico. 
hopefully working with Mexico. Because this just can't go on. 107,000 people have died last year of fentanyl overdoses. We are, we are on pace to go beyond that this year. And nobody seems to care. It's all our government's fault, and no one seems to care. Okay, let's take a look. Oh, this is this this is this is kind of stool, school cool. Everything's racist here. This is an incredible story. Uh, I, I really think this was kind of a fun one. From the Daily Caller, Capital Music Group has dropped its virtual rapper FN Mika after facing backlash over allegations. The character reflects racially inappropriate stereotypes. Capital issued a notice on Tuesday indicating they were severing ties with the virtual rapper, despite 10 million followers this artificial character had garnered on TikTok alone, according to the New York Times. Critics voiced concern, here it comes, critics voiced concern the digital character represented the equivalent of digital, quote, digital blackface, end quote, and said FN Mika seemed to trivialize Police brutality and incarceration. By the way, something to know, uh, the computers, uh, I'll get to that, but FN Mika, the voice of FN Mika, is actually a black guy. So it's not really, I don't know about that digital blackface thing. Among the most vocal critics of the digital character was a nonprofit agency, quote, Industry Blackout, end quote, which formed in 2020 to advocate for equity in the music industry, according to TMZ. We find fault in the lack of awareness in how offensive this caricature is, Industry Blackout said on social media outlets. So here's what's happening. A guy runs has created a computer program. The computer program is fed lots of songs, some of the most popular rap songs out there. The, rap, the computer then generates its own rap song. And then a, a artificial character is created and a the, the voice of a man actually does the rap. It's added to the cartoon, basically. It looks like a cartoon. And a artificial rap video is created, all by computer. The guy doesn't write the music. The music is generated by the computer. The guy designed the character. Uh, a guy sings the, the rap. And by the way, the, the guy, like I said, the guy who sings the rap is a black man. The artificial character is a black man. All right? Gets better. Gets better. The article continues. It is a direct result, insult to the black community and our culture, an amalgamation of gross stereotypes, appropriate appropriative mannerisms that derive from black artists, complete with slurs infused in the lyrics, Industry Blackout said. Capital issued a release stating it had severed ties with the FN Mika project, effective immediately, in spite of having previously teased the project by boasting the success of the first augmented artist to have been signed to a major record label, according to the New York Times. Quote, we offer... Our deepest apologies to the black community for our insensitivity in signing the project without asking enough questions about equity and the creative process behind it, end quote, Capital said in a statement. Oh, by the way, what slur was used? Yeah, the N-word, of course. 
What do you think the computer generated lyrics? Why do you think the computer generated lyrics using the N-word? Could it be through the analysis of all the rap music that was actually put into the computer? Josie and I, and that's, Josie and I were talking about this this weekend. Um, She was rapping along with Tupac Shakur, uh, which, okay, I kind of like Tupac Shakur, but every time the N-word came up, she would pause. She wouldn't say it. And, which I wouldn't say either. I, I get that. It's probably half the reason I don't listen to rap. Because if I can't sing to it, then I'm, I'm not even going to listen to it. Eventually, she stops singing the song. Because Tupac Shakur uses the N-word every seventh word. I mean, he uses it throughout all raps. Noop Dog, all of it. They, they all use the N-word throughout. Or they say, F this. They I mean, they, they are constantly cussing and it it's inappropriate if i walk around and i say some of the words these guys say on their videos yeah no i'm in trouble i would never say that word i would never say the n-word in fact there are a bunch of words i'd never say okay so i understand why josie didn't say that but here's the thing i mean i won't even say the words like like josie will use derogatory derogatory terms about Mexicans because she's Mexican and she'll call herself things that I would never even use those not even in a joke I just don't think they're appropriate so that's I I understand but here's the thing and it really drives me crazy um either the word is bad or the word is not Blacks use the N-word in their music. They use their N- they use the N-word in their day-to-day conversations. Either the word is bad or it's not. If you guys... Black groups cannot complain about the N-word when it is dropped. When someone uses the N-word. For example, there was that time when some girl was brought on stage to sing a song by the author of the song... And the N-word is in the song, and she sang the N-word, and he accused her of being a racist. This this is this is not a thing. I'm sorry, that, that is not a thing. Either the word is bad, and nobody uses it, or the word is fine. You can't have it both ways. You can't accuse. And this is a computer program that shows you objectively that this word is used in music constantly because that's why it generated that word. But we can't say that. We can't have that discussion. We so what do we do? We call the computer racist. I that's what it is. Okay. I will talk to you tomorrow. Uh, visit my website at dumbasses talking politics. Have a good day. This is uh, .com, excuse me, don't forget about that. Have a great day. This is Gene, and you listen to Dumbasses Talking Politics.